Welcome to It Is What It Is, or Is It? I'm your host, Kay Francis, a licensed marriage and family therapist from Knoxville. I'm the author and creator of The It's It's, a children's book series, and my podcast topics will draw from my 40 years of experience in the fields of psychology and business. That includes executive coaching, training, and online program development. Good morning. Well, it's kind of cold in Knoxville today, but certainly there's other places that are much colder than Knoxville. Before we get into our topic, which is why partnerships succeed or fail, I want to first explain that the type of partnership I will be discussing today is the marriage partnership and the partnership of committed couples living together. Early in my training as a psychotherapist, I had the good fortune to be exposed to live interviews on different subjects, a great teaching and learning experience. The subject of why married partnerships or other committed partnerships succeed or fail was one of the interviews and I chose for my topic today. During these interviews, I heard funny responses, thought-provoking responses, and others, well, well, let's just say kind of surprising. Some answers made me even a little sad for the couple. In thinking about today's podcast, I thought I should share some of these responses from these interviews to help my listeners focus on their own partnerships. The interviewer first took time in every interview to get acquainted with the couple and gather background information. I won't take the time to talk about that information. I want to go straight to some of the responses that stood out to me. You may be able to relate to some of these responses, or maybe not, but either way, it will give you a chance to think about how you might respond, whether you've been together with your partner for five years or 65 years. One of the first interviews was a married couple celebrating 50 years of marriage. Following the interviewer's initial warm-up with the couple, she asked them what was their secret for enjoying a long lasting partnership. The husband quickly responded, two things, just two things, good sex, and I accepted she was the boss. I don't know what his wife thought about his answer, but I did see a smile on her face. I wasn't sure if the smile was about the sex or about being the boss. Either way, it appeared to me it was a win-win for both of them. I must tell you about another interview that left me stunned, literally stunned. I was stunned because I couldn't imagine how any couple could be so unaware of their inflexibility and their need for control to the degree that I listened. So here we go. In this interview, the woman said, we each have clearly defined roles. I have complete charge of the household. My husband focuses on his business. By the way, I'm almost saying it in the way she said it. And we don't tread on each other's territories. We live by a schedule. Our weekends and vacations are planned in advance. We plan one night out a week, and I keep the last Friday of every month open should we want to attend a function or maybe entertain in our home. Her husband then chimed in, saying, We are in control of our lives, and other people should realize that the benefit of being disciplined is that it lessens our chances of making mistakes or having misunderstandings. We know when and where we will be and who's responsible for what. How do you like that, people? I say, wow. (laughs) You know, I agree that structure is good, and I agree that planning and scheduling is good, but 
well, maybe I can't share all the thoughts that I have because I'm wondering, well, what is this really telling me? I wonder if everything is done by a schedule. But on to the next interview. Well, I must admit, by the end of that one, my only thought was, seriously? Well, it's at least an example of different strokes for different folks. What made this interview so interesting is the fact that within this enormous universe, these two people actually found each other. So I guess I'm back to, let's go on to the next one. Then there was a couple, well, more like a wife and a silent husband. The wife was the only one to respond, and she simply said that her secret, now notice it was her secret, was to just ignore his nonsense and tune him out. One can only imagine what lies beneath the surface of that partnership. I will never forget the one response that I thought was so mindful. It came from a couple celebrating 19 years of marriage. Rather than looking at the interviewer, they held hands and looked at each other, which was rather sweet. The wife said that before we got married, we made a promise to always talk respectfully to one another. And if we were angry, not to talk until we both cooled down. We also agreed, the husband replied, that we would never go to bed angry. And he went on to say, we still keep these promises. And it has worked beautifully for us. And I thought that was very thoughtful and mindful. And I just kind of sat with that, being a family therapist and working with so many couples. And what are the real things that really lay a good foundation? respect. You know, once bad words come out or hateful words come out, you can't push them back in and damage is done. And we know that hurt people hurt people. So I like that one very much. Now keep in mind, I'm watching these people live, so there's much more to the interview. I'm just pulling out their responses. I think my favorite was a couple that answered the interviewer with this statement. We laugh a lot and we dance most nights in our living room, the husband interjected. Well, dear, I would say now it's more like a shuffle. They were over-the-top cute and knew how to keep lightness, romance, intimacy, and fun in their life. Don't you think that's kind of important for a long-term relationship? So here's some questions to consider. Why do some couples fall out of love while others grow deeper in love? Well, Couples who build a foundation on respect, trust, and honesty is the couple whose loves will grow deeper with time and remains consistent. Another important ingredient is they love themselves enough to know they are worth a loving partnership, as well as being capable of giving the same love in return. Partnerships that fall out of love probably married or lived together for the wrong reasons to begin with. They often invest in relationships too quickly to get what they can't give to themselves. But no one is capable of filling a space or a need that only one can fill on their own. So what happens? They become disenchanted because they're waiting for their partner to fill all of their needs. So it must be the partner's fault. These couples tend to be impulsive. And of course, here again, they don't really delve into, why are we doing this so quickly? What's the rush? They don't have a clue who each other really is. They just don't. They commit without much information, never considering that it takes time to really know someone. At three months, you're just beginning to learn about the person. At six months, eh, 
you're learning more. But by a year, at least then, you have much more information from which to determine if this is Mr. or Mrs. Wright for right now or forever. Time is of the most importance when it comes to relationships, and I can't stress that enough. And they just don't take time. People are anxious to get their needs met. Next question, why are some couples best friends and others simply are tolerant of one another? Well, for starters, best friends simply like one another. They have things in common. They mostly have the same morals and values and respect each other's opinions, even if they don't agree with them. Because they are respectful in their treatment toward one another, they feel safe and can be vulnerable. This leads to love relationships. Haven't you heard people say, she or he is my very best friend? What a nice thing to hear in a marriage. And you can kind of sit back and realize that's a good working relationship. Now, remember, all relationships are going to have their ups and downs and their struggles and their hard times. It's what the basis of the foundation is that leads to the approach of resolution that makes sense to both of them and is considered of both of them. Just tolerating a partner shows there is a lack of respect, or really, it could be outright dislike. There are many reasons people choose to stay together when only tolerating one another, and I've heard people say, why would someone do that? Huh, it may be for financial security or not wanting to share one's money. They don't want to split the bank account. Fear of being alone. Do you know how many people are afraid to be alone, and that's why they're quick to jump in? Or their perceived image is going to change in their mind. Are people going to look at them the same way? Or are they going to think of them in some lesser way? They might just want to keep the status quo or simply not be comfortable with change. Now, those I'm just giving you a few. For those of you out there that are now in a relationship that you're just tolerating, I'm sure you could add to that list. And if should you want to write in and give us a few little comments that we can add, be delighted. No names are ever exposed. Why do some partnerships start out terrific and end up toxic? They're unaware of their own behavior. They're often selfish and lack maturity. They're still stuck in the past and hanging on to resentments. It's always someone else's fault and they can't take responsibility for their own actions. The negativity they feel within themselves is most often projected onto their partners and others. Yep. These are the people who you really have to take a step back and say, could I really live with this? Can I really live with someone who, if they don't feel good about themselves, how are they going to feel good about me? What's unfortunate is usually two of these kind of people often can get together. And that's when it becomes really dis toxic because they can become physical and very hurtful. So there's no question about it. Once committed and the honeymoon stage is over, day-to-day -day realities set in. New facts present themselves as facts you've never thought of as a single person. When you consider that two people are coming together, each coming from different backgrounds, with different upbringings, that includes morals, how one does things, what one's beliefs are, and so on, it's a wonder so many partnerships succeed. Believe me, a good partnership takes work. If each partner can accept that every family has some dysfunction. I think I told you before, my kids think we put the funk in dysfunctional. We all have some, but some is much worse than others. But if with that, and it comes with your partner, to be understanding 
And if you're emotionally mature and you can be respectful and a good listener, be patient and stay ever-present in your faith and feelings for hope, a couple with these qualities will have a successful and loving partnership because they're going to work on it. They're going to work on themselves because they're going to be open and honest and be able to share with each other what each of them need from the other one and what each of them are willing to do to get it. It's a two-way street. You can't ask for something what you're not willing to give. They have realistic expectations and they look through a positive lens rather than a negative one. As I said, they work to confront and reverse their old negative baggage so that they only bring to this partnership a backpack of stuff rather than a trunk. A committed partnership can be one of the greatest joys in life and it only takes two people willing to grow and work together to achieve it. Next week's podcast will be Navigating Life with COVID. Now, doesn't that sound exciting? Just what you want to tune into, right? But I think that you will find that it can be quite interesting because we're all in the same boat. And I thought we need to look at that. So take care and I will tune in with you next week. If you would like to submit a question or suggestion of a topic, you can email me at capital K, capital F, R is in red, A is in apple, and N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, A is in apple, the number one at gmail.com. And I'll do my best to answer as many questions as possible, and I'll also try to consider your topic. Have a safe and blessed week, and remember to be proud of who you are. 